The Fontenelle Final Bell Podcast is presented by Fontenelle Hybrids. The solutions you need, the relationships you trust. Good afternoon. Welcome to the Fontenelle Final Bell here on the Rural Radio Network. I'm Susan Littlefield in Denver. U.S. Grains Council meeting is continuing through tomorrow. And joined over the phone line with Troy Nielsen from Smart Yield out of Kearney, Nebraska. We can talk a little uh, green on the screen there, Troy, which is some positive news for this grain markets. But there's some other things that are factoring into it as well. And I know first on your list was talking about these tariff issues. Yeah, Susan. Uh, the tariff issues... Um Obviously, there were some, some pretty big negatives to that a month ago. And since then, um, you get into that um, 12th, 11th, 12th of July, and the, and the talks have turned a little bit more positive. Um, and I'll talk about here in just a minute what that, that's really done to the corn, soybeans, and the wheat markets here in the last few weeks. But um, tariff-wise, there, you know, there's talks, and I don't think there's anything solid that we've heard that's been announced or anything like that. But there is talks behind the scenes a little bit that, um, they are uh, trying to get some some trade agreements put together. So there's some really po- some positives being built and a lot of work being done behind the scenes because there's a lot of um, uh, you know export capabilities and there's just a ton of jobs that rely on that market as well on those markets. So um, it's real critical. And but we've seen some positive today was a big positive. You know, up five cents in corn. Um, eight to nine cents in Kansas City wheat. But the big one is in the soybean market. We had beans up 26, 27 cents on the close today. Um, November closed 27 cents higher at 9.18. So big day in the grain market. Well, let's look at some of those numbers. I mean, you pulled up some interesting um, statistics, shall we say, and some corn numbers that were up as we look at the December contract were up 38 cents. Let's let's dive into that. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, the um, since July 12th, uh, corn, uh, by the way, July 12th, corn was as low as 350. Today hit 388. So it's come up 38 cents off of that low since July 12th. Um, soybeans, um, since that, pretty close to that same time frame, since July 16th, are, um, they were as low as 826. Today went home as, or hit as high as 922. That's a 96 cent move in the soybean market up. Uh, same thing, by the way, let's look at the Kansas City wheat on the September contract. Since July 11, uh, we're up 91 cents. So these are some pretty big moves here in the last couple of weeks in these markets. Um, some of that's fairly seasonal and typical. <clears throat> and then there's uh, always some uh, other influences that help aid a move like that. And one of them, of course, we're talking about is the funds. And so... A very seasonal move is from about mid-July through mid-August is to see the corn and soybeans move uh, as well as the wheat. <coughs> Excuse me. And, but then, you know, of course, everybody knows that in the month of August, that's when your beans are made. So sometimes these corn and beans aren't right on top of each other as far as their, as their moves are concerned. But that's the time frame that it happens, and it's very typical, and that's what we're seeing take place right now. Well, as you look at those numbers, Troy, I mean, you talk about where the, where the corn sat, where soybeans seeing some decent numbers up. Uh, Kansas City wheat September also was up almost um, hitting that dollar mark. Is it, um, can we put some positive influence into this trade? And I know we've so focused on all the, the downside of what's been happening, but this is really a positive move that we need to kind of keep in the back of our minds. 
Yeah, absolutely. It's a really positive. Um, we've come way off these lows. And I would, you know, in my terms, I would say, hey, we're within striking distance, of, in my opinion, of, of, of our producers being able to be very effective in these markets. And whether it's moving some old crop corn, uh, cleaning up the bin space, getting ready for harvest, that's given providing them a lot better opportunity than we saw two weeks ago. Uh, moving forward, um, the funds are, are short. I think it was last week we were short in that corn market, um, about 130,000 contracts. Now, since then, we've continued moving up, and so maybe they've um, moved to the sideline and done some short covering there, but the, the funds are still short corn. If they continue exiting those short positions, that's just going to aid, benefit this move up. Um, I know there's a gap up there about 410, 411 on that December contract. Whether that can be achieved or not remains to be seen. Uh, we don't forecast the markets, but that gap is there. We know that. Um, so we're, you know, we're within just real close striking distance of 390. Four bucks isn't that far. So starting to get into some attractive levels where guys could do something about it and get prepared, uh, for their, their harvest activity. Um, soybean wise, you know, we're up off those loads about 96 cents. Um, it sure doesn't look like last spring when we had mid $10 range on November beets. But here we are above $9. We're $9.18 right now on the close on November beans. Um, it's starting to get up in those, in a range where we could see some, uh, pretty attractive, um, floors that could be put in place on the soybeans and get ready for harvest as well. Yeah, you talk about getting ready for harvest, and it in some ways seems a long ways off, but it is going to hit before we know it. I saw pictures on social media of some corn being harvested in Missouri because it's so dry. They're going in and already removing it from the fields. Yeah, and that's that's a great lead-in to, you know, the 6- to 10-day forecast uh, that we're looking at here throughout. Most of the belt is is forecast for warmer temps um, throughout the whole belt. And so I don't think they're going to see any rain relief in those areas anytime real soon. Um, and, and we're going to start seeing some heat start to build back in here, even in the Western Belt, um, just as soon or just as, as soon as the end of this week here too. So, but then the six to 10 day takes us into about mid, um, about the 12th of August, build some heat back into it. There's some forecasted on, on precip, but, uh, a little bit hot coming back into it is going to, uh, I think, potentially add into the mix here with a little bit of a bullish factor here short term. Well, stick around, folks. We do have more of the Fontenelle Final Bell coming up in just a moment. Troy Nielsen joins us with Smart Yield. We'll dive more into this weather, harvest around the corner, some things that maybe you need to be thinking about before those combines hit the field. It's the Rural Radio Network. Welcome back to the Fontenelle Final Bell here on the Rural Radio Network. I'm Susan Littlefield. Troy Nielsen joins us with Smart Yield. We kind of left folks as we headed into break talking about the 6 to 10 day forecast. And I know for us, they're talking some warmer temperatures moving back in. We've been spoiled. Those temperatures we've seen over the last couple of weeks, I've seen bits and pieces, notes from, from commodity guys saying it's been good news for this crop that in many areas looks really nice. But there's still a lot of stress in other parts of the, the U.S., which could have effect in the end on those total numbers. Yeah, that's right. And, and we always keep, try to keep in mind that um, it's an accumulative number that we're looking at as U.S. production. It's, it's 
tough not to get just tied up in what your local area is doing. And, and locally here in Nebraska, um, the producers we work with and talk to, um, uh, everything's looking really good right now and developing nice. Um, corn's in great shape. They've had very good timely rains. And the non-irrigated looks fantastic this year compared to past years. So in the western belt here, we're in fantastic shape. Keep in mind, um, you, you get into Missouri. I think there was areas in, in western Illinois that uh, it's a little bit tough on their soybeans right now. They haven't had the moisture. So, um, you know, I think this heat that come, is coming in is, is potentially going to have an impact. Now, thank goodness it probably, for those producers, it, for the most part, coming in after pollination. Um, they were in better shape through pollination, but still they're trying to finish these crops and they're dry and the heat's coming right back in on it. So there's, they should set that back a little bit. And the talk in the industry is if that really comes to fruition, could that pull this yield back a couple points? And, and I think that's very possible. Looking um, as we head towards harvest, because it is going to be here before we know it, I've heard a lot of talk that, you know, we might actually see an earlier harvest than in past years. What are some things that you're wanting guys to kind of keep in mind before those combines move out to the field? Yeah, absolutely. We talk to our guys right now about inventory control. Of course, the first thing on that is, you know, cleaning out the bins and making sure, you know, we have the space available. Um, and, and a big part of what our job is here is, is the marketing. And um, so, we, you know, whether there's the cash contracts that we're involved with as well, as well as other tools that are used to protect price, of course. Um, and, and so that's what we talk to guys about is uh, just because we're going into harvest doesn't mean you can um, set marketing aside. You have to really wear both of those hats through harvest period um, and manage your, your inventory, but your your, your your basis and, uh, you know, your cash flow. So there's a lot to be considered when it comes to risk management through harvest. And, and you need to stay close to those issues all the way through harvest. Let's look over the livestock side for a quick moment from a, from a chart perspective. As you look at this cattle market, um, we saw some tumbles, positives in the grain. But looking at the charts, there was a reversal last week. Does that continue to have an effect this week? Yeah, exactly. It has had um, uh, last Thursday, we had a key reversal. Uh, I'm looking at that October live cattle right now. And what we did there on that on the key reversal is we put a high in of this move, and that high was at 112.25. Keep in mind, we closed that day at 109.37. So we put in a new high, closed lower than the prior day's low. And so that's a key reversal. Since then, from that 112.25, we went home today um, about three bucks lower, about 109.30. So that's a, that's a, um, a bearish factor as far as the technical charts are concerned. Um, and I think there's a negative tone there in the cattle market, um, predominantly because of that key reversal that we saw last Thursday and the follow-through we've had since then. I'll jump back over to, to the wheat side of the trade because we haven't really touched much on the wheat you know, you had mentioned earlier about looking beyond your own backyard, looking beyond your state, and looking globally. The Russian harvest continues to move on, but yields are coming in way below what they had thought. And it seems like this is a whole Western Europe issue as well. Yeah, that's true. And and I think it, uh, one of the signs of that, um, if you look at the, uh, you know, the, 
the managed money and, and you know the trend the trend following the managed money there um, they're accumulating um, long positions and, and adding to that length in, in the Chicago and the Kansas City week contracts you know with the world production levels declining like you're talking with you know there's some some good spots in the world but overall we see world wheat production declining so the US export outlook uh, into the second half of the year should improve um, in that case. And, and so in, in, in relationship to that, you're seeing a pretty good move up here in this wheat market. Like we were saying on that Kansas City um, September, it's up 91 cents since a couple of weeks ago. And I think that the funds becoming involved with that and extending their length adds to that. So I think we could expect some, some solid exports to continue there in that wheat market. Troy, what's the best way to reach either you or Eric at Smart Yield? Yeah, just call us here at Smart Yield in Kearney at 308-234-6805. All right, that is the Fontenelle Final Bell being brought to you by Fontenelle and all your local Fontenelle dealers right here on the Rural Radio Network. You're listening to the Rural Radio Network.